for listening to this episode of Changes Big and Small. This is your host, Damian. Each week, I interview guests or share research to help you take action to make changes to live the life that you want. In this season, the focus is on self-acceptance. I started off the season last week with an interview with Claudia Ira Gunn. Claudia and I discussed how some people have a skewed sense of self-acceptance, thinking that self-acceptance means stagnation and staying the same. That is not what self-acceptance is. So let's step back. Self-acceptance means knowing your strengths, your weaknesses, your successes, your failures, and seeing yourself as worthy of love, of dignity, despite any imperfections. It means accepting who you really are, not who you wish to be, not who you should be, not who you want to be. It has no judgment, only truth. This sets self-acceptance apart from the related idea of self-esteem. Because when we think about self-esteem, it's really about focusing on the esteemed or the positive aspects of yourself. Self-acceptance looks at all of yourself. And then we get to like ourselves regardless of the flaws. It's an essential part of the journey before we can make any kind of transformation. I'm really good about judging myself. A few years back, I started to encounter podcasts and books by Brené Brown, Jodie Moore's Better Than Happy podcast, Tara Brack, who's a meditation teacher, and I realized that my judging mind is actually a form of entrapment. It narrows my vision with a focus on what is missing while ignoring what is right there in front of me. Has that ever happened to you? When I realized this, this is when I noticed that self-acceptance is about being present to what's right here. When we find things that we can celebrate, when we recognize our strengths and abilities, as well as our failures, we can start to act from a place of our strengths. We can start to increase our vibrational energy and approach changes and progress from that place. It does not hold us back as some people expect it to. In season two, episode five, Jesse says, A lot of times people confuse acceptance with complacency. They think if I just accept myself for where I am, then that means I'm just going to stay still and stuck. But this comes back to the idea that I have that everybody wants to be successful and be the best versions. I believe that's at the base. So there are times for me when I get burnt out and I just want to watch 12 hours of some cheesy TV show. When I was younger, I'd be like, this is wrong. I got to get up. I got to do my to-do list. I got to make progress on my career. But the more I resisted it, the more another part of me then wanted to dig my heels in and watch more TV because I wasn't ever getting to surrender to it and I wasn't ever getting recharged. But the more I'm like, okay, this is what I need and that's okay that this is what I need 
then I'll knock it off in a Saturday. I'll do that. I'll wake up on Sunday. And now I have energy because I'm refreshed. And when I have energy, I'm inspired and I'm excited to go after the things that I want in my life. So acceptance, there's a lot of different aspects, but that's one of them where I just believe it's important to really listen to yourself and hear what you need and take care of yourself because it will open up your motivation. And, and a part of it is also that I think everyone should have some sort of goal they're working towards so that when the inspiration or the motivation comes, you know where to put your energy. So we can see that self-acceptance allows us to access our creativity, our motivation, our joy, so that we can have more of what we want in our life, so that we can make progress. So then what affects our self-acceptance? When you were a baby, same as me, it was really easy for us to accept ourselves. We didn't have any social conditioning yet. We weren't aware of any judgments from our parents from our family members, our peers, our social groups. But over time, we started to realize that people treated us differently based on different ways that we acted, that sometimes people deemed us worthy of love, affection, based on some sort of conditions. And then we started judging ourselves through the eyes of other people. As other people started to highlight our shortcomings or as we found them ourselves by comparing ourselves to others, we began to find it harder and harder to accept ourselves. We started to think of ourselves as acceptable only to the degree where we could behave the right way, wear the correct clothes, say the expected things. This started with our parents with a variety of criticisms. Maybe you've heard that you're selfish or too loud, greedy, too emotional. Maybe you were the child that would cry easily or feel other people's emotions and then you were called too sensitive. As we received those negative messages from those around us, we internalized many of them. And we started to heap on the self-reproach and negativity as well. When we want to belong to a group, we behave in ways that the group expects us to. In the last episode, Claudia explains the difference between self-acceptance and this external sense of belonging. There is a difference between belonging to fit in a group or in your family or in society or in your work environment. I think that is uh, the first question you have to ask yourself. Are you looking for an environment where you will be accepted and be heard and seen as you are? Or is it something that you think you need to fit in because people expect it? So I think that's that's number one question for yourself. But in order to decide what the difference is and what you're really looking for is to fully embrace who you are at this point 
regardless of your age, gender or identity, culture or status, we are all human beings. And this self-acceptance, I think it's one of the hardest thing to learn or one of the hardest practices because that means that sometimes you can't meet ex expectations from your parents or your friends. It also asks from yourself to stand up for your own uh, values, which can be very different from the environment or your peer groups. When it comes to self-acceptance, many people struggle with this part, I think. More people than we think. So I think that and for me, it has always been a thing like belonging because I always felt a kind of outsider or outlier because I always had different opinions or visions about things and I didn't feel accepted. I didn't feel seen at that time, but the more you can accept yourself and see what you really need and what your core values are. Actually, it doesn't matter if people accept you or not. Somehow there is this inner strength that it's stronger than other opinions. However, self-acceptance is not the same as self-improvement. Self-acceptance is not conditional on changing anything about ourselves. It is about recognizing who we are in each moment, both our strengths and our weaknesses. It means being okay with who we are. That doesn't mean we won't want to make any changes or make any progress, but rather that we realize we are whole and worthy regardless of any changes that we may choose to make. Self-acceptance also leads to greater happiness. When you accept yourself, your actions align with your beliefs because you're not trying to be somebody else or pretending. You act in ways that feel respectful of yourself and of those around you. Then you can start to look for and find things that you appreciate or even love about yourself. You can start to focus on more positive elements of life, savor the good, and make small actions towards progress for the things you want to change. These actions of recognizing the good, that gratitude, savoring and celebrating the good things, those all contribute to increased happiness. Even more importantly, if you accept yourself, you'll recognize that you are worthy of happiness and you will be better able to access that emotion. The concepts that are related to self-acceptance provide some clues of the ways that we can build it. To start, you can make a list of all the ways that you can show self-love and self-compassion. What do you need to forgive yourself for from the past? Journaling is a great way to explore these ideas and come up with some suggestions that are specific to yourself. To accept yourself, it is necessary to forgive yourself for the choices that other people didn't like, the ones you wish you hadn't made. Life is a journey. It's not linear. When we are tested and make mistakes, we grow, we make progress. 
We learn over time and it's not helpful to judge our past behaviors from our new perspective. Often we are not the same person making the judgment as the person who did the action. The fact that we feel guilty for past behaviors indicates a willingness to change that behavior, but we can't go back. We can only live forward. So can you find it in yourself to empathize with who you were? To be able to show compassion and ultimately to release the guilt for your past mistakes? When you can do that, you can experience forgiveness and self-acceptance. Here are a few journaling prompts to help. What does self-acceptance mean to you? What does self-acceptance mean to you? When and how did you develop your judging voice? When and how did you develop your judging voice? How might you encounter situations with curiosity rather than judgment? Think of some scenarios of what you could say and do to show curiosity and not judgment. How might you encounter situations with curiosity rather than judgment? You can think of some scenarios of what you could say or do that shows curiosity. In what ways and of what do you not find yourself worthy? In what ways and of what do you not find yourself worthy? What are all the things that you like about yourself that you do well or that others appreciate about you? What are all of the things that you like about yourself that you do well or that others appreciate about you? For the things you don't like about yourself, in what ways have they protected you, provided solace, or tried to help you? For the things you don't like about yourself, in what ways have they protected you, provided solace, or tried to help you? What shame and guilt are you carrying around? How can you forgive yourself and let them go? Can you do it through empathy for your past self? By speaking to the people who were involved or by making amends? What shame and guilt are you carrying around? How can you forgive yourself and let them go? Can you do it through empathy for your past self? By speaking to the people who were involved or by making amends? Who else do you need to forgive? And what do you need to do that? This could be journaling, therapy, or some other healing practice. Who else do you need to forgive? And what do you need to be able to do that? This could be journaling, therapy, or some other sort of healing practice. Everyone is imperfect and deserves forgiveness for past mistakes. Everyone is imperfect and deserves forgiveness for past mistakes. As you listen to me read that last sentence, what came up for you? You can discuss it with someone or journal about it. As you start to build acceptance through self-compassion and self-love, 
This will open you up to offer the same to the people around you, to be generally more compassionate and more loving. The weird thing is that when we are our worst critic, we tend to be critics of other people as well. One practice that can help with this is embodied awareness, which I talked to Sebene Selassie about in season one. She talked about how we can show up for ourselves in any moment. I think embodied awareness is pointing to presence. So I think in any moment, we can simply connect to the body, connect to the feet on the floor, connect to our butts in the seat. So whether we're standing or sitting or laying down, really feeling that contact with the earth and with the ground underneath us. And right there, we have an opportunity to be present in a way that we aren't. We're usually drawn up into our thoughts and into our heads. And so reconnecting in that way, we can do that standing in line, sitting on a train or a bus, can do it washing the dishes just really feeling our experience is so powerful here are nine more ideas of activities to increase your self-acceptance one make a list of things that you enjoy doing and make some time to do one of them each day two come up with your favorite ways to be kind and tender to yourself practice them with your friends and family also Three, write a letter to yourself, releasing yourself of blame and regret and expressing forgiveness. Number four, identify one friend who you trust and who you will talk to to receive understanding and kindness. Spend some time talking to them regularly. Five, Explore your mistakes to see what you learned from them. Consider how you might be thankful for the lessons that you learned. Six, what's something that you've been putting off because you're waiting for perfection? Can you remove the requirement for perfection and take some action today? Are you able to stop waiting? Seven, work through some of the self-acceptance and forgiveness worksheets in the show notes. Eight, practice RAIN, which I've spoken about in several other episodes and which you can read about in the show notes to deal with challenging emotions. Nine, I'm currently reading Radical Acceptance by Tara Brack. If you're interested, pick up a copy too. And you can join us in the Changes Big and Small Facebook community to discuss what you're learning in the book. To end today's episode, here is a quote by Tara Brack. Like a boundless sea, we have the capacity to embrace the waves of life as they move through us. Even when the sea is stirred up by the winds of self-doubt, we can find our way home. 
I really like this quote because I've been thinking about the concept of home a lot. I talked about that in previous episodes and I also have a post on Changes Big and Small. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, please share it with someone else and leave me a note or a comment. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcast, please take a few seconds or minute to provide a review. This helps other people find the podcast. I'm looking for guests on the topic of self-acceptance. If you have a personal story or if you would like to recommend someone else to be on the podcast, please contact me. Contact at changesbigandsmall.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of Changes Big and Small. Remember, change begins with one small step. I wish you a lovely week.